0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Like a curved dick adds a whole different, like, sensation. And, like, I'm just, like, a proponent of curved dicks out there. Anyone with a curved dick, side of my DMs. I'm not available now, but I might be in the future. <laughs>
2: I'm Vala Benson. Welcome to another episode of Too Tired To Be Crazy on every Thursday with me. Today, my guest is Hannah Berner. Did I say your last name right?
1: You nailed it. Fuck yeah.
2: (laughs) Anyway, she is a funny internet personality. If you don't know who she is, you've seen her tweets around everywhere. Everyone always uh, posts her tweets. You're also known for Summer House. It was on Bravo, right? Yes, still on Bravo. Still in Bravo, and now you're also joining a new late-night
1: talk show in Bravo's chat room. Congratulations. Thank you, honey.
2: She's also a Leo, and she's dating a Scorpio, but we'll get into that later. Oh my god, I can't wait. I love astrology. And cats. What do you know about about being a Leo?
1: Okay, all I know is we're creative, we're loyal, we like attention, we're generous. The one thing that I'm not Leo-like is I think a lot of Leos like, like, Fancy shit and buying stuff and showing off stuff where I'm very like minimalistic, but I love compliments and like emotionally getting things if that makes (laughs) sense. (laughs) <laughs> emotionally getting things <laughs> yeah i like to manipulate people emotionally no but i love um attention and that kind of shit yeah they
2: say that leo's i think i wrote it down leo girls are just naturally beautiful like they just can always um steal the room basically you look beautiful you're confident leo women are very confident the center of attention very fiery um selfish but not yeah. as selfish as the other fire signs the most selfish one between the fire signs is an aries and then followed by Sagittarius, followed by Leo. So, Leo and Leos are very loyal, supposedly, except my ex boyfriend. Not sure why <laughs> he missed that thing, but normally Leos are very loyal and they're really good friends.
1: Ooh, I love, I feel like, yeah, like we can, if we give people attention, I've heard that we can make someone feel like we're the, they're the only person in the room. Um, When I'm on a Zoom call, I make you feel like you're the only person on the Zoom. (laughs) Uh, Wow. (laughs) Because you are the only one right now. Um, But it's hard sometimes with Leos. I feel like as a Scorpio. mm -hmm. Leos are
2: so prone to giving um, a lot of flattery and compliments because they also- obviously but then because we love compliments yeah Scorpio I'm a very deep person so then sometimes when I hear that I feel like it's false flattery and I don't realize that that's actually a Leo's way
1: a Leo's person's way of letting you know they they're they fancy you it's like our love language is yeah like compliments and but so many people it's true even when I had you on my podcast just now burning in hell I, I said something to you and you're like, oh, thanks for the affirmation in my head. I was like, no, it's not affirmation. It's just real. Like you crushed it. <laughs>
2: yeah. This guy, this guy, like who's a Leo that I know is always like, oh, is that my future wife
1: on the phone? The most beautiful woman in the world? Like jokes like that. And I'm always yeah. like, oh, OK. And in my head, I'm like, oh, false flattery. Yeah. I guess Leo could come off like, OK, well, what's real and what's not. But yeah, Leo's just like love, affection and attention. And like m- with our we're using our words to make people happy yeah
2: okay and the last thing I forgot when I was introducing you she also is known for a podcast burning in hell I'm so fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) and I just had Violet on you crushed it she just had me on I crushed it and now she's on my podcast and we're releasing the episodes on the same day so obviously if you just listen to her podcast welcome to mine if you haven't listened to her episode yet then finish listening to mine and then go to hers it's double excitement double penetration it's amazing
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was juicy like you got fucking deep on your daddy issues and i feel like so so close to you yeah inside and out yes that's all the guys i've dated you have a deep vagina but like narrow canal (laughs) i've talked about that before (laughs) yeah actually (laughs) yeah do you um i actually like have had issues with like guys with dicks that were too big that's why like i come up with the idea like I like guys with like average slash slightly below sized dicks because then I'll like do Pilates on their dick like I can like fucking handle it. But I've dated like this British guy's dick was too big and it was like I had to do a fucking meditation every time he tried to go inside me.
2: I feel like I can't tell if it's like real when girls say that because I'm like you literally can have a baby out of your vagina. I know. Pretend that like you can have a big dick. It's I almost feel like it's girls being like, ah, my pussy's so tiny
1: and so tight. Like, oh my God. Maybe I just wasn't that into him and I like wasn't wet enough. I don't know, but it was like too girthy. No, so then I'm
2: just like either A, I've never been with a really big dick or I just have a very white set vagina.
1: I have <laughs> big dick, so then I'm like, what does it say about me? You have to change your branding. No, it was like my forearm. It was huge, but it was like funny to like look at. <laughs> it's funny it was like it's hotter to look at than like have inside me
2: also what does it say about your current boyfriend what you just said <laughs>
1: like, oh my god like, he know he has like-, like
2: below average dicks
1: so <laughs> um anyway no so my boyfriend i'm obsessed with his dick because it's like curved and i don't think people talk about curved dicks enough in in no. the world do you agree yeah like a curved dick adds a whole different like sensation. And like, I'm just like a proponent of curved dicks out there. Anyone with a curved dick, slide of my DMs. I'm not available now, but I might be in the future. <laughs> you know?
2: Shout out to my boyfriend again. <laughs> he's like, I is- hope he doesn't <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> Wait,
1: what is it curved? Where? His is like curved down. And it just like hits certain spots and it's nice. Oh, so when he's flipped. So when he's
2: laying on top of you, his will be then curved up. Yeah, or if or like you could
1: do reverse cowgirl and then it's curved in a different way.
2: So then you can literally hit your G spot.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's so, so cool. So sometimes I do think it's less like I mean, he has a good sized dick, but it's not like so big that I need to like you know, to tense up beforehand.
2: Yeah. I don't I've know. said this before and people men got mad at me that I said big dicks are the ones you have fun and experiment with. They're not the ones you marry. Yeah, that's why you On have average dick that's the boyfriend material dick that's the husband
1: yes. material. Dick. That's yes yeah because like you know when your your vagina is i love how i'm using doctor terms today your vagina is just like throb like hurts after like it's sore like you got pounded i love that feeling i like like it but like i don't need it for my husband like exactly. i want my husband to fuck me like five times a day and it's like fun and easy not like you- i have to go to- in a stretcher to leave You can't do that. A big dick. It's like it's more fun. Yeah. My vagina is hurting for three days. I probably got a yeast infection. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We were talking in my podcast a little bit about how like sex is like an exchange of energy and how also do you know some guys you like always get a yeast infection or like a UTI from? And they say it's like some guys pH just like isn't compatible with your pH. And I feel like the right guy like you won't be getting yeast infections with.
2: One of my exes was constantly giving me a UTI or yeast infection and I just recently read that actually men can have yeast infections. (gasps) So if anything, that motherfucker probably had a yeast infection the whole time with a disgusting ass dick and he was just constantly giving to me. But yeah, not only was our energies not meant to be, neither were we. So
1: So I think if you're getting yeast infections, check check those energies because they're probably off.
2: Yeah, I agree. But like yeah, I don't want to get a yeast like a big dick gives you a yeast infection, a UTI. Sometimes it like dries you up in there, you're in pain. Like if you and the husband, you wanna have sex with him all the time. So like I just I can't.
1: Yeah, like with the guy with the huge dick, he couldn't just like casually slip it in and had to be like I had to do a whole stretching routine beforehand where like I like when a guy in the morning just like fools around a little next thing you know it's in and you're like, ooh. I guess maybe
2: I've never been with a big dick because I feel like then I've done that. So then
1: <laughs> either my vagina or my
2: vagina is just really big. Now we know. <laughs> I'm already first. I have a wide-set <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, I think I'm tight. I don't know. I mean, have you ever heard that, like a guy ask, like, it's like when you put tampons in, sometimes I feel like I feel uncomfortable. So, and then a, I feel like a, a guy, 17 year old boy would be like,
1: how come you didn't moan when you put in that tampon? <laughs> I also feel like every guy tells every girl their vagina's tight. So, like, we don't really know. A guy would never tell you. I know. And I always fall for it when I'm fucking a guy and they're just like, damn, you're so tight. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know. Right. Stop. (laughs) Also, a guy told me once that even if you're with the same girl, her vagina tightness will change, like, depending on, like, the time of the month or, like, so, like, you're not always. It, it, like, goes up and down. Yeah.
2: Or, like, I'll do Kegels sometimes in the middle of sex.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, To confuse them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're like, are you with someone new right now? Nope, still me.
0: (laughs) (sighs) That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes.
2: Talk about starting the morning right.
0: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
1: So I was actually so single. I told you I didn't have sex for six months because like. I had sex in December then quarantine hit in March and if I knew quarantine was gonna hit I would have had like multiple dick appointments just to like prepare myself but I didn't and I like forgot what sex was I was like super horny then like super not it was like weird. Then I was FaceTiming, like, this football player that I met on Raya for, like, three months. Like, we would FaceTime every day. And it was weird because I knew he was, like, fucking other girls and partying in Florida, obviously. (laughs) But, like, he just, like, wanted to talk to me every night. So he was, like, my pretend boyfriend. But deep down, I was, like, we don't live in the same place. But it was such a quarantine relationship where we just would, like, make each other laugh. And then this guy, this guy comedian in new york city slid in my dms and was like are you out in long island and i was like yes and i'd never met him but i remember him being cute because i'd seen him perform before but i thought he lived in ireland he like lives half the year in ireland and half in america and he was like let's get coffee and then like we just hit it off and then the facetime dude was like what's up and i was like oh i met someone he's like how the fuck do you meet someone you live with your parents every day and i was like don't worry about me you're fired And so then I started seeing this new guy and it's been like really easy. Also, he's 44. Right. Well, actually,
2: I thought he was 45. He's 44. He's 44. What's it like to date an older
1: man? Are older guys the move? The funny thing is I've never been one to like be into the zaddies. Like I love like a young, stupid athlete. Um, which has gotten me really far <laughs> but there's something nobody like actually can... recently asked me for advice
2: about how to date an athlete and number one advice yeah. no he's gonna cheat on you <laughs> <laughs> be okay with it.
1: that's like the number they're, one advice. if they're professionals like currently playing they're going to cheat on you they're already cheating on you before you even started um just tell them to wear <laughs> a condom but also a lot of with them math. have. yes A lot of them have CTE, which is, like, this brain disease that, like, football players and hockey players have, which means, like, they just are, like, not fully functioning. (laughs) So, like, if they're slow or they get angry easily, it's just the CTE that's part of it. Um, I've only dated
2: basketball players. So, with basketball players, I mean, yeah, my advice is that... Um, get used to them cheating on you. Even like as much as you think you're special, you're not. I'm like, except me, like, I, like all of them are cheating on you guys, but like mine does not cheat on me. He's hundred percent cheating on me when he's like randomly in a different state doing God knows what. And I don't hear from him for two days. Get ready for them. Sometimes not reaching out to you and you just have no idea what the fuck happened. And then they come back around. Um, sometimes you even make plans and they just forget to show up. Mm-hmm. and it's because that's literally how athletes work they have this weird schedule and they follow the schedule and if someone if their manager forgot to put you in the schedule or their brain just doesn't work like that they'll forget my my, my my guy was just playing video games sometimes he flaked on me or maybe he was fucking someone who knows anyway they're gonna cheat on you and but they're really fun to cuddle with and to have sex with and i recommend for anyone to have sex with an athlete at least once it's a wonderful experience but that's not the guy you want to marry unless you're in it for the money then
1: just marry an old guy who's gonna die i don't know what do i know no i think you're 100 right dating a professional athlete is not fun too like my love are just quality time and like they just won't be with you ever like they're always traveling you then they get traded and then you have to uproot your life um also a lot of them are narcissists because their whole life they're just told they're like the greatest hottest most talented people and like you just I watched this docu- Dr. Dre documentary actually and I was dating this kind of famous guy three years ago and he fucked me up because I was everyone was like, oh my God, you're dating this guy, he's so amazing, but I didn't realize that I wasn't happy and I watched the Dr. Dre documentary and in it his wife was like, I'm the rock and he's the balloon and like I just hold him down, that's like my job and I was just like, ew, 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 ew. get me the fuck out of here and it's funny because Dr. Dre actually just got divorced and I just feel like, if a guy is making you feel like second fiddle or you don't feel like equal as a partner with him, it doesn't mean he's cooler than you or like smarter than you or funnier than you. You're just not being treated as an equal partner and get out. But again, it depends
2: what you're looking for. Some women are okay with that. Like some cultures are okay with that where you are literally just holding down your man. But like for women like us, who we are more in entertainment and what we do, we need to be the star of the show a lot of the time. So we can't we it just, it won't won't work for us to date someone else that has to be the star of their show. We You're need totally someone right. who's more behind the scenes a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, or actually, well, the guy I'm dating now is a comedian. And I, yeah, I, I felt that's... bad as I was saying that. I was like, oh, <laughs> <shit."> <laughs> no, this is good. We're having a good conversation. Because I also told myself I'd never date a comedian again because I've dated one and they're nightmares. However, this guy's older. So like we're at different parts in his, our careers. Like he's already well-established and not like comparing himself to me. Also like- he didn't grow up with, like, millennial, like, technology and stuff. So he, like, loves, like, learning from me and, like, thinks what I'm doing. is. What cool. is,
2: What is that? Oh, it's FaceTime.
1: <laughs> no, he actually – I started dating. I was, like, texting with him and it was, like, a perfect honor- opportunity to send, like, a cute GIF, a Giphy. And he was, like, oh, that's how you can tell you're dating, like, a millennial by, the, like, the speed that they can access GIFs <laughs> over text. <laughs> <laughs> then do you ever call him daddy or zaddy? Well, he had a nickname before i he like came out. And I was calling him Caddy daddy because, like, we played golf on our second date. So, like, online when I talk about it, I'd be like, Caddy daddy. But I do think a lot of guys also when I'd meet them in their, like, late 20s, I'd be like, okay, first of all, do they like their career? A lot of them wouldn't. And I'd be like, okay, how do I get them to, like, fall in love with their career? Then I'd be like, okay, do they have, like, issues with their parents? They've never been to therapy. Okay, how do we get them to therapy? Okay, like, living-wise, like, what things are they bad at, like, day-to-day? Like, okay, their organization is shit or, like, whatever. Like, I would just become a project manager and like i'm done being a project manager and dating an older dude his exes have already fucking like guys learn from every girl they've dated so like at 44 he has been like he's so well trained <laughs> like, you I don't want to be in
2: the lesson you want to be with the guy who already learned all the lessons and now you get to you get to reap reap the benefits and you get to enjoy him versus like i agree like that's what i was happening i was dating younger guys and it was always like me like, okay, yeah, I'll, how can I help him with his like, career and
1: things like that? yes Be motivated on your own. And then and the come- last guy I dated, he was like, I broke up with him because I'm like, you have intimacy issues, like you're a narcissist, like you have to go fucking therapy. And then he like met someone after me. And it's like, so great. And he's like, I'm going to therapy. And it's been amazing. And now I take up yoga. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm glad that I set you up for success. But like, I'm done being that like, stepping stone for like, true love. Because I tell you what really is wrong with you no also, exactly. everyone, like, has, issues. everyone has issues it's finding issues yeah one of my favorite tweets that i've written because i'm a narcissist too is um <laughs> dating is finding someone whose parents fucked them up in a compatible way to how your parents fucked you up so it's like really finding compatible problems and like he still has issues but like he like knows how to be a good guy is he the first older man that you've ever dated I've always dated guys who are like slightly older. The oldest I dated before that was 35 and I was 25. And then when I date guys in their 20s, they just feel like squirrel brains.
2: Yeah, I feel like even guys in their 30s now don't have their shit together.
1: Like especially New York and L.A. guys too. New York and L.A. guys.
2: Oh, yeah. New York guys, I feel like are worse than L.A. guys. I don't know what about them. It's like my vagina just gets I literally have a dap. When a guy <gasps> from New York tries to talk to me, I'm just like, "Don't."
1: Adapt. Oh my god. Wait. Do you yeah, like I Jewish guys? Because New York is just. Do you like Jewish guys? Because it's a lot of just like a lot of Jewish finance guys. That's probably what's giving me the dap. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, New York is just guys who are like, I'm just working my ass off. I want to make as much money as possible. And like, bitches will love me because I'm in finance. Like, just finance bros.
2: Yeah, they're just so narcissistic. There's like some of the guys that I've met from New York. I'm not saying all yeah. of them. They're really narcissistic. And then there can be sometimes very opinionated and I just don't like, I just feel like there's too much stress for me and I don't want to deal with people
1: being too opinionated about anything. Yeah. So then it's like it's too much for me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've been traumatized by some New York guys. But yeah, they like the hustle and bustle and they talk really aggressively like me. Um, I talk really aggressively. People think I'm from New York all the time. I'm uh, <laughs> I feel like I just talked. To- As you said that, all the time they think I'm from New York. Yeah, I like bacon, egg and cheese. Oh yeah, I was just saying what, how why i think guys in their 40s are better in bed than guys in their 20s like in, like, are they do guys in their 40s like super down to eating eating vagine yeah i don't think that's that should be an issue for any dude in their 40s like i feel like and like does he actually know how to make you calm like do orgasm with him yeah but also like i love his curved penis and that's just a plus
2: wow so then what's the most romantic thing
1: your 40 year old man did for you <laughs> Oh my God, this is, I like, I'm embarrassed saying this, but I guess this is my Leo side coming out, but he bought me a hot tub. (laughs) What the fuck? Like I said that I love hot tubs and I guess he was already thinking of it, but this is why I also like dating guys who are older. Like he already like, they have money. Like i dated so many dudes who are so fucking broke and like I love paying for stuff and, but like, i've never been spoiled to the extent where i was like i like love hot tubs and then in a week he was like hey i'm getting a hot tub and i'm i mean obviously like it's for him like it's in his house but like it was for me (laughs) wow
2: i love that about him okay so i love that is it like do you do you feel like you guys communicate well because leo and scorpio so her boyfriend i don't know if i mentioned it he's
1: a scorpio And so then do you feel like you communicate well or so far so good? I think so far so good. We're definitely like fiery and never boring. Does that make sense? Like he will get like super passionate about something or like if one of us gets upset about something, like it's a thing, like it's a moment, like we need to like fully like talk it out and like fight it out. And then we're like move on where like no one keeps anything in. But like we're so we're like overly communicative communicative with each other like at the end of a phone call he'll be like by the way like it hurt my feelings when you said this and then- so me like he literally like i will like make a joke about an ex and then at the end of the phone call he'll be like by the way like i hate when you talk about that and like it wasn't funny and then i'll be like oh my god i'm so sorry and i so respect you for telling me how you feel and being open like we're really mature that's
2: the only reason I feel like that's why it's working out between a Scorpio and a Leo because that's also so me and my like immature Scorpio self, I would just hold it in. But now yeah. I'm going to let it out, but I'll wait till everything's over and then I get the courage to finally say something and the end of a conversation is usually when I also say, by the way, this and this kind of affected me.
1: And I, I feel like we are like, if we met when we were younger, we could have probably had like terrible communication, but we're both like evolved in our signs. I feel like I finally met this dude because I finally am like just being myself and like being open. Cause I used to be that girl who was like, I liked a guy, I'd be like, I'm gonna be the perfect girlfriend for him. I'm gonna trap his ass. And then seven months in, I'm like, I fucking hate this guy. But like I've been dating him i was like i literally hate him but my friends joke like i love cats and i started seeing him and he fosters pitbulls i'm like posting all these swipe ups for people to adopt pitbulls and they're like who are you fucking what guy are you fucking that you're posting pitbulls all the time but like he's just i don't know i'm like very into him right now it's very very new but he's what do you think about scorpios and leos leo women scorpio men
2: well i mean i'm a scorpio woman and my ex-boyfriend's a leo guy and uh we had a very toxic relationship but we we're also really young mm-hmm. but like i feel like a um french like my friend my roommate my future roommate francesca she's dating talking to a leo guys so i think they're still talking so then she and she's a scorpio and i feel like there's a guy that i'm somewhat con- intrigued by who's a leo mm-hmm. so i feel like suddenly there's all these leos in our lives so i suddenly can't talk badly about it but we're not really supposed to be compatible but because we're both so passionate yeah. But I feel like as long as you respect one another and you
1: can because Leo's are so communicative, Scorpio, yeah.
2: put everything in
1: and that's yeah. why that doesn't work out. But and but he's like done work on himself. And I think that in the past he has held a lot of stuff in and now he's just being like so open and honest. And it's like so attractive
0: to me. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: I hate when guys too early on say they like you. Like if you on first date or second date are like, I really like you. I'm like, you, I don't trust you because you don't know me and guys don't fall like first date, second date. They don't don't know that me trying to justify all the times I fell in love with somebody on the first date. You don't know that. I think girls can, but guys are like so physical in the beginning. They don't like fall emotion. They fall for you in a less way. They just don't realize it. So when guys are like, I really like you in the beginning, or they're like, talk about if guys are talking about the future on the first or second date, they're fuck boys and you can't trust them.
2: That's so true. There was even an episode about it with sex in the city with Samantha, that she met a guy and he can if anyone, I don't know whoever watched it at this point, I feel like one time I was like, I'm such a Samantha and people were like, who's, who's Samantha? And I was like, what <laughs> have you never seen sex in the city? you know sex in the city right obviously watch every episode okay yeah it's really educational so in sex in the city samantha met met a guy and he kept talking their first or second date kept talking first she wasn't interested in him he he convinced her by constantly talking about their future always saying we always saying us and she fell for it and it's one of those the tricks of those men who do that in order to get you into bed he fucked her once or twice and then Mm -hmm. she never heard from him again
1: Mm -hmm. I've heard that story so many times where, like, the most romantic guys, like, the guy that did something, like, it's, like, if anyone does that too early on, like, you can't trust them.
2: Well, no, like, I love romance. Like, my first dates, they're all romantic. But it's just, like, it's, it's my fun choice i not fuck them.
1: Yes, but, like, something, like, overly, overly, like, you're the fucking one type shit early on, I can't. Depends what you consider romantic. Then, in that in that way, I
2: feel like it's, I mean, yeah, if somebody no, actually you're right. Like this guy that my friend was talking to, he took her, um, we live in Los Angeles and he took her horse riding in Santa Barbara on the beach. Mm -hmm. And she was so infatuated with him. And then like within a week of talking, they weren't even having sex or anything Within a week of talking. He was just like, like, like you so much come to Europe with me. (laughs) Literally invited on vacation. I was just like, damn, like I'm I've been manifesting. I just want flowers from a guy like and this, bitch is getting like a year of vacation. Like I'm doing it wrong. But then it, it didn't last for long because then when she said no to the vacation, she, she did some ayahuasca trip. And after she did
1: ayahuasca, she came this back. It's the most LA story ever.
2: The most LA story ever,
1: huh? It's going to be an overheard
2: LA. Oh yeah, that's so funny. She came back from her ayahuasca trip and she was very spiritual. And she realized she doesn't want to be around any negative energy or any energy of people she doesn't know. She said no to the Europe trip and after that he completely ghosted her. and never Ew. spoke to her again. Ew.
1: Ew, because it wasn't authentic. You're right, that's what I'm saying, you're right. And like if a guy is just like, I don't, I don't want to be with a guy who doesn't even know a girl and is like going that far out there romantically to try to like win them over. Like get some confidence in yourself and like use your personality.
2: You're right. I guess I didn't. Like, I thought it was so amazing what he did. But speaking to you now, I realized that you're right. That is that's false flattery because that can be real. Like, how how do you know?
1: But then my dad married my mom after one month and they're still together. Well, that I believe in that. I'm saying like first and second dates, like how they act. But like my parents got married, got engaged in four months, too. Like, I totally believe that when you know, you know. But like I had a friend on a first date, the guy was like kissing her in the rain and then like wrote her this like long note on a napkin and like all this bullshit and like then ghosted her. (laughs) Now that
2: I think about all my incredibly romantic first and second and third and fourth dates turned out in like a explosion. (laughs) Now that I think about because we didn't actually
1: know each other well. The best first dates are the ones that like are kind of casual, but you end up talking for like six hours because you just can't get enough of like the conversation I'm still trying to actually
2: do research about that and i have to get back to my to my listeners on that <laughs> I'm to out, serious i'm trying to figure out whether it's a good to have a first date where you talk for hours or i've recently read somewhere that you need to have like a 90 minute date so it's an mm-hmm. hour and a half and you have to, or like 60 to 90 minutes you have to cut it you have to keep it short sure so wanting so it leaves them wanting more
1: can i tell you what happened with the guy i'm dating now yeah so our first date we like got lunch and like walked around got coffee and it was like four or five hours of just talking and then because I was corona paranoid at the end like he kind of like could have kissed me and I was like no and he was like that was fun and I was like yeah I might see you again maybe not like I was just kind of bitchy but like he knew I was joking and the second date he wanted me to play golf and we played golf and it was so much fun and then I was like he has this house like by the beach and I was like I want to see his house on the beach so I was like can I go to your house and he said that he like literally had no idea that I I wouldn't even kiss him and now I'm like bring me back to your place so he like didn't even prepare for it and then we like spent the day on the beach and then we had sex and then like we've been dating for a couple months but also like corona dating it's like I don't have time I like the world could end tomorrow I don't have time and with the right guy I don't think it matters what time you have sex with him like as long as it's not like in the car when he picks you up the first time
2: yeah or sucking his dick his his <laughs> dinner. like wait to eat in the restaurant don't be eating his dick before you even go to the restaurant
1: like wait for the appetizer bitch
2: and so you guys had sex the second day? It was on the beach
1: no but it was like on the beach we kissed for the first time and then i was like can we go back to your place and he's like yeah <laughs> like i hadn't had sex in six months i was dying he like Googled on the internet because we were talking about, we were talking about um, her on her
2: podcast, how like when you start to Google, like how to tell if a guy likes you, that's when you know you're in the dumps. Like that's when you know it's not working out. But he was probably Googling like how to tell if a millennial likes you. It's like, okay, so she doesn't kiss you, but then she wants to fuck you on the second date. Like I'm so confused.
1: And the gifts keep
2: coming. She keeps sending gifts.
0: <laughs>
2: and then right away, did you just not care about calling him whenever you wanted or all that? Or were you still quote unquote playing a game?
1: It's so funny because, like, from the second he messaged me, it was so upfront. Like, he was just like, Do you want coffee? And I was like, Yes, here's my number. Like, th- I could just tell from his energy, it was like, Are you in? Are you out? And like, so i just very upfront. Yeah, he's very upfront. And I knew that, like, if I tried to, like, I didn't have to play games, but if I did, it- he would have been like, I don't have time for this shit. Like so it was the more open we were with each other the more it was like turning us on. But even like after we had sex on the second date, I was like lying in bed with him and he looked at me and he could and he was just like by the way like I don't care how early it was. Like you like, knew that <laughs> like, like I he wasn't was even girl. thinking about that. I was like I wasn't thinking of that, but clearly you were. no, I'm just I actually was thinking it. I was like, "Oh, damn it. My mom would not be happy." But him saying that even was showing that like we were connected and he was letting me know like i'm not just having sex with you like i'm actually like, interested in you guys use a condom um yeah i don't know
2: i want to make be fun of you because you're just like i'm just so scared of covid like stds are fine <laughs> COVID, like we wore our mask but like no condoms
1: girl <laughs> i need to wear condoms i do but i'm on birth control but um right i mean it doesn't prevent stds but i feel you Oh, 100% doesn't pre- prevent STDs. But, like, I was so into him. Never wear a condom. I should No, I, <laughs> I just, for our listeners, I want to be, like, it's not that anyone looks up to me at all. They're probably like, this bitch is crazy. But, like, I can be better with condoms. My mom said, like, use the condom. Like, even if you do have sex early, use the condom as, like, you want to have, you want a raw dog? Then we have to be exclusive. But still, to to banter that, I'd say... If you have to trick him to be exclusive, he's not the right one.
2: No, I agree. And I don't have sex with guys unless we're exclusive, at least in my head. Now I've learned that, like, I have to ask them,
1: too. Like, are we exclusive? <laughs> Sometimes I used to think we are exclusive, and I guess we weren't, so. Yeah. My thing with him is, like, quarantine, I didn't care to have a boyfriend. And then I was just around my parents all the time, and they're so cute, and they still love each other. And I finally was like, you know what? I have to... S- you were um, like you told your mom, mom, I want what you and dad have. And then you literally got someone like your dad and your parents were like, we didn't mean like, <laughs> no, there are like a little too many similarities. But I feel like I was always going for emotionally unavailable guys because I was emotionally unavailable. And I know it's weird because like, I am naturally emotional, but it was more like I like dating guys I had no pressure with. And then they would like me because they could sense that I wasn't pushing for anything. And I actually was like distracted by other people while with them. But finally, I was like, that doesn't provide me happiness because guess where it's left me alone with my parents. And finally, I, I feel like I was in a vulnerable place. And then when I met him and he was being very open, I was like, fuck, like, let's just let it out. Let's just be obnoxious. Like, we're disgusting. We're like call each other schnookums and stuff like it's gross. But oh, it's- You guys are like really lovey dovey we're super lovey-dovey and it's like nice to just experience it but it's so off-brand for me because i'm such like a like like you probably don't even like him men are trash like me no it's yeah like i'm so like that but i think it's important to have like women are complex we have a lot of different sides to us obviously and sometimes you can break me and he's like broken me for a bit anally (laughs) not not yet anally but i'm like we'll probably get there soon because quarantine you have so much time on your hands
2: that's so funny i'm like that too i feel like i do these podcasts i'm just like men are trash blah blah blah, blah. respect yourself but then but then like i'm not talking about once you're in the relationship because i'm also so like i'm so lovey-dovey and like i have if i'm obsessed with somebody because i do get obsessed with the people i date like i just want to touch them all the time and kiss them and like we're just like i and i also have this thing where i love to get overly sexual with somebody in front of other people like I think it's funny to make people uncomfortable I feel like it's a scorpio in me so I can literally like just like my this one guy I was dating these other his friends came over my house and then he's just sitting next to me and then I just got on top of him and started making out with him because I just think it's funny but then I don't realize that it's like the guys men don't mind so they're like fuck yeah free porn so then we have to stop because I'm like well we're not gonna have sex in front of them do <laughs> those things where I'm overly touching in
1: front of other people because I think it's funny I, well, it's, I feel like I'm the same way in that I love to get people's reactions. Like, I love to just see how people react to things. But he actually wasn't a PDA person, but now he's the one that'll, like, kiss me in public. So I like that. He
2: probably was a PDA person, but he was too scared to show his real emotions because he's a Scorpio and he holds it all in. But then once he saw that it's okay with you, now he's, like, so excited to do it back.
1: I think you nailed it. I think you totally nailed it. I thought I had to have like a behind the scenes kind of guy, but it's crazy because like I also need to really respect them. And if I feel like I make them my little bitch, which I've done in the past where like guys like they do my laundry. They just like wait around for when I'm done with what I'm doing. It's like fun for the first couple months of a boy toy and then like you don't respect them. So like him, as much as I love attention, I also love when like everyone's watching him perform and like I'm in the green room and just like proud of him. So it's like it's a nice balance. So nice that's what people don't understand about independent women or some men is that as much as we're
2: independent like I'm so independent and I'm so like a boss person but like I love being like the man that I date like his hype man and I want him to do the best like yeah.
1: I amazing so I can stand behind him and like clap my hands and like I'll get annoyed if he's not pushing himself and like into what he's doing like I'm into what I'm doing exactly so it must be nice
2: for you to be so passionate about what you're doing and then you guys inspire each other to want to work harder and to be the best versions of yourselves
1: yes but it's also so funny what I need which I feel like you're similar is like I need someone who can like handle me and make fun of me and call me out on my shit Like, I need someone to, like, we make fun of each other so much to each other's faces, like, nonstop. And then I, like, heard him on a podcast this morning and he was just like, she's so awesome and so great. But, like, we were literally just, like, just tear each other apart. But that's, like, our personality. But then we'll have our moments where we're sweet, but, like... I thought that I needed a guy who, like, wasn't as funny so I could be funny all the time. But, like, I'm sick of hearing myself talk. And it's fun to be, like, the star of your show with a guy for, like, two months. And then I'm like, can you bring something to the table? Okay, so, like, speaking of earlier, we were talking about STDs. Um, A (laughs) fan did ask me about STDs.
2: And this is – I love how you're laughing. Let's talk (laughs) about STDs really quick. Have you ever gone an STD? Yes.
1: Tell me about it. I, um, like, don't have that many one-night stands, but I – Your girl did this one date. I got like so drunk. I was like dancing at the bar. Like no one else was dancing. Like just me dancing on him. Fell asleep in the cab on his lap. Had like two minutes of sex with him. Next day, like went. he was like this like lacrosse player, which is like, oh, um, it's like a Northeast type thing. Stay away from them. And then I found out that another guy I was talking to at the time called me. It was like my pee stings. And I was like who did you have sex with and he's like you and I'm like who else and he's like just you and I was like what and then I realized I had chlamydia but like I had no symptoms turns out you just have to go to the doctor get a pill and that's it like I just got a pill so like I want to destigmatize chlamydia as like oh it's disgusting it's terrible like everyone can get it but also like the scary thing is like I could have easily gotten herpes and that's like way more serious and like more stigmatized but yeah I've had chlamydia what's up (laughs) <laughs> Did you
2: know that 80% 70 to 80% of people in big cities now get some type of herpes? Wow, that's wild. Yeah, it's so sometimes people just don't admit that they have some type of strain of herpes, but it's I think it's like I feel like I never realized how important it is to di- destigmatize it yeah. because somebody a fan recently slid my DMs and she asked me about advice about herpes. She said, "I recently got herpes." And, uh, and I was like, it's fine. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. I told her, but she goes, no, but it's general herpes. It's not even the, the mouth herpes or whatever, the one in your blood, it's general herpes. So it's herpes type B or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I don't know. I'm scared to date now. And I don't know what I need to do. I, cause I don't know if I'm supposed to be a front with the guys, tell Tell them uh, right away, or if I'm supposed to wait. So what would your advice for her be?
1: Great question. I actually just had this girl named Erica Spera on my podcast, I think the last two weeks, who has herpes. She's a comedian, and she informed me a lot about this. Treat it like it's anything that's private to you. Like, first date, I'm not going to tell them about, like, the trauma my dad and I, like, went through or something. Like, speak it, treat it like something that's intimate. So, but also don't do it, like, right before sex when people aren't right. And I think Erica, she would just say it in a very, she was just like, look, I had an, I had trouble getting confidence in myself before herpes. So now I'm like, why would a guy date me when it's like, it's me plus herpes? Like, it's really emotional and scary. But it actually, I think, will get you to be with the right people because the wrong guys will be grossed out or whatever. Fuck them. But the right guys, like, sit down and be like, before you have sex, be like, I have herpes. Like, talk to, like, whoever your doctor or whatever about how to deal with it. If it's it's not a flare up right now, so, like, it's not going to be whatever. But, like, definitely inform them. But, like, do it when you trust them and when you're comfortable i love i'm talking about it like <laughs> but this is just what the girl told me and um it's it's tough but like way more people have it than you think Exactly. That's so I love that advice. That's what I told her. I was like,
2: I don't think you should tell it on the first day because you don't share everything. You, you're you not going to no.
1: tell everyone, anyone
2: anything. Everything on the first day and plus is going to be hard than to even want to get to know you at that point because it can freak someone out. And she goes, but isn't that lying? And I was like, no, because you don't even know you if that person's even interested in you. But don't tell them. Like I said, the same thing. Don't tell them right before you have sex. Say you went out a few times. You think
1: you like him. Now it's now it's time to open up. So you tell him. you tell that person something. Yes, you're not lying. Exactly. It's because first date, you don't cover that shit. I don't tell you like my sex fetishes or like my like childhood like stories. Like we're just getting to know each other. Exactly.
2: Yeah. You're not like imagine
1: me going on the first day and crying about my
2: enamel deficiency. I was born with a birth <laughs> defect <then>. and <laughs> I just mean, thought like, nobody will ever kiss you. The guy would be like,
1: Okay. Yeah. Cause you are not herpes. He's trying to get to know you. And then when it comes to sex, then like you figure that shit out and like be super like to the point and informative about it, not like emotional. I think more people have it than we think it's just oh, yeah. the stigma behind for example
2: one of my friends she, she had a boyfriend for like nine months and and I remember one day I just made some dumb joke about herpes because I was ignorant about that and then she was just like it's not funny and I'm like why what's not funny and she goes blah 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 blank has General herpes, and he never had an outbreak, and we're still together. And it's just like you shouldn't put people down for something they literally can't control anymore. And I still love him, and I'm still gonna date him. And I was just like, damn, I'm so sorry. It was it was a joke. I'll, yeah. And now I was like, I'll make jokes about chlamydia, but I can't do that either because you have chlamydia. So. <laughs> and I guess they will be syphilis. I'm kidding. Jokes about nothing. <laughs> so yeah STDs are more common especially herpes especially in big cities so people need to be aware of it everyone kind of has some type of a strain of herpes these days like even getting a cold sore is a type of herpes yeah realize. Or some, some people are even some people can be born and get herpes without ever having sexual intercourse because their one their mother had an outbreak during birth
1: so wild
2: it's pretty effing wild, but I'm, I'm, I would love, like, I'm happy we're talking about it. Cause I wanted to, I kind of want to make people feel more comfortable with what they have. So definitely share with your partner, but wait a while not on the first date. And if you simplify it and you show how simple it is, and it's not a big deal, the other person will also think that don't be like, Oh my God, I have that. Like, you know, then they'll also think it's the worst thing. But if you're not having outbreaks that it's probably not as big of a deal as you think it is. Cause that other person might actually have it too.
1: And I try to think big picture Like if a guy stops seeing you Because you have herpes That shit is not meant to be And that was not the right energy Type person for you to be around Yeah, I mean I'm not
2: even dating right now So I can't relate But exactly (laughs) Um, Okay, so like You've had your like Crazy moments and all that What's the craziest Drunk moment you've ever had?
1: Oh my god Craziest drunk moment I did get eaten out On national television For two hours But it got cut down (laughs) (laughs)
0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Two hours was a little too long for the show to just watch. But I had, like, been flirting with this guy last season on Summer House, and he was, like, just, like, a male model who's, like, put on this earth for people to have sex with him, and he was, like, playing these fucking games with me, being like, I don't want to have sex with you, I care about you too much. And I'm like, bitch, I don't care about you, I need your penis inside me. And then finally, like we got drunk one night and it happened and all of America heard it. And I think that female sexuality is important to show that women deserve to get pleasure. And it was one of the more feminist things I've done. Was it, did it make you come? I believe yes. But like, I don't, you know, when you're like that drunk, like you don't really know, but I know I was loud. And I know that as a Leo, I was performing. (laughs) (laughs) It like turns me on for the guy to feel like he's turning me on. But, like, I don't fake it, but I will um, overperform sometimes. Um, What's the craziest
2: thing a man has ever done to get your attention or to impress you, aside from going down on you for two hours on national TV?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. The craziest thing a guy has done to get my attention. Um, This is, like, it's just going to go back to, like, the first crush I've ever had, and I still think it's the cutest thing a guy's ever done for me, besides the hot tub thing, is my crush in kindergarten – gave me a box of all his Pokemon cards, like all of them. Do you remember Pokemon? Like collecting that probably took him like three years and he gave me the box of all of them. And I was just like, oh my God, thank you. And like, I don't know if a guy's done anything that sweet up until this day. Like a, a, like a kindergartner's Pokemon cards. It's like it's like someone's like entire net worth as an adult. <laughs> a guy one time wrote me a poem in high school, like a poem about how beautiful I am. And I thought it was the creepiest
2: thing I've ever <laughs> saw and I stopped talking I was like I wouldn't even go near him because it was like ninth grade not realizing years later how desperate I was to ever get a poem or just a nice good morning text from a guy let alone like a poem so I should have been thankful for it but like I didn't understand yet that that was meant to be romance
1: yeah I feel like gifts are so lame like I don't even like flowers that much I want something that's like an inside joke like actually Des just got me this like cookie called like eat me cookies new york where it had like lyrics to the wop song on it and i thought that was like that's more like funny and cute and it's like fun for us i yeah. love like thoughtful gifts i agree like i feel like at one point i was manifesting
2: flowers so a lot of men were buying me flowers on our dates and mm-hmm. i appreciate that but also i don't really like flowers i just didn't want to tell them yeah. but i like the idea of it like i love the fact that somebody was actually taking the time to
1: give me something that yeah. felt really nice Yes, but sometimes like I definitely like it more when it's like a poem or something that I can like it show that he thought specifically of me. It couldn't have been just like any girl on that date or like paying my rent. It's like wow, you're so thoughtful. (laughs) Exactly. Or like telling me how high my engagement is on Instagram. Like that's what I want. Yeah.
2: Or like, you know, buying me a house. I'm just very focused on something specific right now. (laughs) So romantic. It's so romantic when someone just like pays my rent without asking for anything back. Like the so mortgage. Mortgage. (laughs) My mortgage. Can you just pay my mortgage? It's so romantic. Um What's the craziest thing you've ever done to get a guy's attention?
1: You're like in kindergarten, I give my, the Pokemon cards to like the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's, like, it's funny. I have a very like method to my madness when it come to like dating. And I, I talked about this on when I went on Caller Her Daddy actually, but it was just like, I I play the long game. Like I want a guy to notice me and I will do it through like at the bar. I will like talk to his like ugly friends like get their attention then like walk away and then like come back and like hit up the friend again and like eventually like be in a situation where like if he's into me he will be jealous and be like why isn't this girl talking to me like i will take two hours at the bar to like orchestrate this to get a guy to finally get the balls to like say something to me
2: oh my god that's such a leo move i feel like because leo's love to be the center of attention i feel like a leo has done a male leo has done that to me for where they're giving attention for two, for one second but then they like they're always walking around with different girls trying to get me jealous
1: but really what it does i left like i left the party i was like yeah. it doesn't work on me i will like do that till, but then like once we we like do talk then it's like we're zoned in and i'll talk to you for the rest of the night but like i like like i back in my single days and back when we went to bars I would get bored, so I would, like, pick a guy that I was most into and then make my whole night about getting his attention in, like, the most creative way.
2: <laughs> wow, talk about daddy issues.
1: <laughs> um, Tell me about your most embarrassing sex story. Oh, I farted on a guy when he was going down on me. I feel like that's, like, everyone's nightmare, but I feel like, how have more people not done it? Like, I feel like no one talks about it because I was, like, this guy was going down on me and, like, I feel like when you're in that position where your legs are bent, it's like perfect farting position. And I was like, you know, when you're like trying for an orgasm, like you just start pushing, you're 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 just pushing in random places. And and I I farted on his his face. Now, Now, when when a girl farts, farts, if any guys are listening or girls are listening. You can can go go about about it two two ways ways, when someone someone farts during sex. You can can kind of ignore it completely and just keep going. You could kind kind of, of, like, have have a, like, laugh moment and then keep going. going. Or you're you're just just, like, fuck this. this. Like, this this is is weird. weird. We We have have to laugh. laugh. Or you completely, like, just quit. And you're just like, this has ruined the mood. We're done. And this guy, like, I farted. And he was just like, he was this British guy. He's like, did you just fart? And I was like, yes. And we started laughing. And then he didn't get hard for, like, the rest of the night. Yeah. What? were you okay? (laughs) I am like such a like sick comedian that I was just like oh my god I can't wait to tell this on every podcast and put it in my stand-up routine and it's gonna be amazing and I did it in a stand-up routine and he was in the room and I didn't know he was there and I was like oh it happened to this guy and someone was like he's here and he was just laughing and like we just have to normalize farting and like farting, ugh, like so many times, like farting ruins my life of me, like not trying to fart during a meal, not trying to fart during cuddling, like not trying to fart during sex. And it's like, I just want to enjoy my life. Like I'm really weird when it comes to passing gas, but like now I'm just going to open up about something in order
2: to everyone to know even the most prissy girl that's a perfectionist. When I was younger and I was with one of my boyfriends, he was like fingering me or something. So his face wasn't near that. he was fingering me or touching me. I forget whatever the fuck he was doing. And I feel like, because you know when you're like, again, like it's something about you trying to get an orgasm where or you're pushing. Yeah. And I farted on accident. Yeah. And then he said, what was that? Did you fart? And my blank in my brain, I was like, so, still so embarrassed with sexuality in my body. So my brain, I was like either run and block his number and never speak to him again but fuck that's my house so i can't run because he's in my parents house right now b say i farted or c say i queefed i'm yeah. again super young um not experienced with my body yet so sexuality feels weird so even queefing is embarrassing yeah. so then i just went with like the least embarrassing thing i could think of and i was just like oh no i queefed and he was like oh, okay but i feel like we both knew i was lying
1: I feel like just being like it was a queef is like the best way to go about it and like I've totally done it before
2: but if his face is right there next to it you're just like you can't yeah. pretend it's a queef like he knows which hole it came out of
1: he, he was up close and personal but yes. he knows did They're you like- get a pink eye? <laughs> I know <laughs> It's a poor guy. It was the same guy that I gave chlamydia to. Like, that guy was abused. Wait, you gave him chlamydia and a pink eye? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I farted in his face. Like, And he, like, liked me more, which I think is, like, a lesson for all of us girls to learn. You just have to own it and laugh about it, like... And I always say like with girls, like trying to be perfect in a relationship, you know, when guys are like, I don't know, there's just something about her. That's when you're being your authentic self. And like there's an X factor about you because you're being like weird and different. But if you just act like every other perfect girl, like they'll never feel that X factor that's so true the
2: x factor is you being yourself and just and like they just happen to be in the room and i think you're right that's what ends up making the guys like you when you're just being yourself i feel like whenever i've been the perfect girl when i was younger it was like always chasing the men to love me and they've always been going for the girl like oh she doesn't wear any makeup when she's around i'm just like how does she do that like don't you want to be the most beautiful girl every single time Mm -hmm. and it's like no they love it when you just actually don't care about them as much
1: and guys i feel like when guys fall for you like then there's nothing you can do wrong. Like, I think everything you do is perfect. And it's like, like, I feel like guys fall harder than girls when they fall. Because girls, like, we f- fall over, like, anything. Because we just, like, like having emotions. Where guys, when they do, it's like... <gasps> That's so true, yeah. Wait, so if I would think... Oh,
2: yeah, I recently talked about this. The most embarrassing thing that I've ever done for a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not even that embarrassing. It's just so funny. It's basically my boyfriend, and my, my ex-boyfriend, who's a Leo. We broke up and we're so extra would be so extra so in order for me to show him that i loved him i decided to show up at his house his parents house show up at his house unannounced confess my love to him in a sexy outfit so we can fuck and so it was like two days after we broke up i decided to show up at his house and get back together in a sexy outfit um luckily it was black and i'll tell you why luckily it was black because when i showed up at his house there were other people there and he was like what are you doing here and i was just like I love you. Like, we need to be together. And he's like, do you not realize what day it is today? And I was like, it's Saturday. And he goes, it's my dad's one-year memorial. So oh, my God. I was just like, oh, oh, my God. I'm so sorry for your loss. Then everyone saw me there in my sexy outfit. It was really awkward. But I feel like he's such a prick that I feel like we would always fuck with each other sometimes. I feel like he purposely – because I had to go to temple with them in my sexy outfit. I went to religious temple with them. It's like super religious Persian temple, Persian Jewish temple where the women, the men are divided. So I had to go my sexy outfit to temple with him and his mother. (laughs) And I sat with his mother for three hours at temple. And I feel like he did that to fuck with me because I had no
1: choice but to just be there. That is so fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) But that's an amazing story. That's an amazing story. Yeah, so I guess
2: that's the most embarrassing, craziest thing I've done to get a guy's attention. <laughs> that's epic. Like, oh my god, I'm so sorry for your loss. Are we still fucking later?
1: <laughs> Will you fuck me? I'm sorry for about your father. <laughs> no,
2: we did not fuck that day. Like, when everything was over, I had to go home. So it was really awkward.
1: Oh god. And burned that lingerie.
2: Yeah, he, I guess for whatever reason, he wasn't in the mood. Super weird. <laughs> <laughs> what's the lowest expectation you've ever set for a man
1: oh um once I dated a guy who lived with his parents and he was 30 and after like two weeks he called me and he was like hey I don't think this is gonna work and I was like I wasn't actually trying to date you and it was like one of those moments in my life and I like started crying I was at my grandparents place and they and they were like are you okay and I was just like I don't know what's happening with my life. Like, it was a dark moment for me. It's like, even this guy doesn't want me. Yeah, like, literally, I was like, bro, like, I wouldn't ever date you, and you have the nerve to try to tell me you won't date me. Don't try to fuck with me like that. He was so, just yeah. like, I just think I can do better than you, so I think we should break up. That's literally, like, what he said, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting rejected by people, I like, that I It was so bad, and then my dad made make fun of me, and I was like, he'd always be like, are you, does this guy like have a job? Does he live with his parents? Like every guy I dated for like two years. After. So
2: many guys have recently dated, still lived at home, didn't have a job and they were like in their thirties. Yeah. Um, and then I remember I'd be like, you're like that guy that I did the pros and cons list. The cons was just like,
1: he lives at home, doesn't have a job, ex drug addict. Um, I'm like, he's an artist. I had a, a meme that I wrote where it's like, he lives with his parents, but the place is a mansion. So, and it's in Connecticut.
2: Yeah, but that was the guys I was dating too. But then I was like, yeah, it's their parents' money. Like one day this guy was on the phone with his parents and he was just like, no, mom, I don't need that much money to Mexico. That's too much. And I was just like, that's my babe. Like in my house that I'm paying a mortgage on. He's just like, no, mom, I don't need that much money. And I was like, I love that guy. He's the one. And then he told me,
1: you're not the person. Jesus, But like, then I joke that it's like the poor guys that like, fuck, like they need a place to stay that night. And it there's like something endearing about it.
2: That's so true. The poor guys actually need your housing. I don't want <laughs> fuck like there's no tomorrow. And, and they work for it. He's so good at eating pussy. Oh, that's because that's his way of paying for rent. <laughs> like, I just realized that. What are some fears that you have uh, about relationships so
1: during dating? I think my biggest fear is just losing myself because you... Dating someone is to like enhance you, but to like get to that point you have to give yourself in it. And if someone doesn't like treat you right, your mental health can really go downhill. So like it's giving someone your heart and your mind and trusting them with it. So like my biggest fear is just like me being in a worse position than I was when I start dating someone. Like I love being single because at least I'm in control of my own mind. Yeah.
2: So you just make want to make sure you never lose yourself in the relationship. That's when you know that's when you're like, oh my God, something's wrong
1: exactly yeah when you stop feeling like yourself or you have more fun with your friends than your guy
2: yeah or you have no friends anymore because you're dating this guy nailed it what's the most
1: embarrassing drunk text you've ever sent someone I feel like I've done that thing where I've drunk texted myself where I've been like hey where are you and then I've been like on my way (laughs) Or like hey where are you and then like you check your text you're like eating Chinese food and then you're like I just answered myself (laughs) But I, I really try not to drunk text ever. Like when I'm drinking, I lose stuff very easily. So once I get drunk, I'm like phone in there, zip it up. Don't touch it. Have you ever
2: had that super crazy drunk night that you wake up in your clothes in with your purse and your shoes? That happened to me before.
1: I feel like I'm psychotic and I love showering at night. So like no matter how black I am, like I take my clothes off and I shower. Really? Yeah, I'm a psycho because I love being like clean in bed for some reason. Like I hate being dirty in bed. It's so funny when you
2: when you add psycho with something that's actually really good for you. You're like, yeah, I'm such a psycho. Like I drink like water, like eight bottles of water. And like I work out every single day and I make sure to wake up at 6 a.m. to work out. And then like I meditate and I make sure to take care of my mental health. But, like I'm such a fucking psycho for that. And like, It's because
1: my Scorpio... <laughs> My Scorpio friend Paige makes fun of me every night cuz we would like live together and I'd get home and she'd be like passed out with her purse and then I'd be like taking my makeup off, showering. She's like you're a fucking psycho and I go you're a Scorpio and you're being mean. <laughs> that's so true. We are Scorpios. I do think like you should date someone that's like people are like oh date someone like your dad or whatever, but it's like no, you should date someone who's like your best friend or like the parent that you get along with best.
2: That's really interesting. I mean, I'm not really dating right now, so I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't want to like also overthink that. Like, I feel like, I feel like this is how like marriage or dating happens. I feel like I'm at the point where quarantine completely beat me down. I'm at the point that nothing matters anymore. Like I'm literally allergic to bees. And yesterday I was sitting in my balcony and I see a tree filled with bees on my balcony. And I just said, huh,
1: all right. And I didn't move.
2: I was like, I'm not moving. I don't care
1: anymore. Nothing matters. Finally, the murder hornets. Just end it now. (laughs) We just didn't
2: care. And before that, earlier that morning, this all happened yesterday, before I saw the bees who were just sitting chilling next to me, before that, I saw a spider and I freaked out and I uh, slipped on wet floor when I saw the spider and I fell on my chin and I started bleeding. That was like the morning of yesterday. But I was like, that's fine. And I just laughed about it, you know, laughed it off. But I feel like you have to hit a point where nothing matters. And that's when a guy hits you up and he's like, do you want to go to dinner? And maybe a guy that you didn't consider before at this point, you're just like, nothing matters. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, we should do dinner. And I feel like that's probably going to end up being my husband because I finally got knocked down
1: so much. Yes. That I'm like, (laughs) okay to try a type of way or force anything you just have no energy left and that's when the guy comes like people are like it's when you least expect it no it's when you've given up (laughs) literally exactly it's like when you give up he came in he's like do you have dinner and I was like yeah we should we should have dinner that was like the universe has finally like been like okay you've learned all your lessons you you don't have any hope anymore given up on love it just nothing matters and they come
2: around they're just like sure i'll i, I could eat and then yeah. you know that's your husband
1: yeah that's how it happened with des not that i don't i don't know the future holds but it was like i was not trying to date anyone it was quarantine i was literally scared to kiss him but i was like i'll go on this. then you date. had raw sex with him 100 percent, i did. <laughs> sorry mom so hannah yes is there anything you feel like i didn't ask you Oh my god! I mean, I feel like between the podcast, this podcast, and you coming on Burning in Hell, we have covered everything, and I literally have. have. We've spent an hour and a half together, no, two and a half hours together, yeah. and I love you, and I just feel so connected to you right now as my Scorpio queen. Oh, I feel so connected to you as well, my Leo
2: queen. Where can people find you?
1: follow me at being burns b-e-i-n-g b-e-r-n-z i feel like you've reposted one of my tweets before and it like made my life maybe like once or twice and i'm like oh my god to know that violet enjoyed that makes me so happy no uh, i think you
2: so uh, hilarious i was totally blessed of how funny you were like i know i know someone's like talented i know when i know someone's talented and has real talent is actually funny if i even have a smidge of jealousy towards them because that uh, tells me That they're unique. No, I'm serious because it's very rare for me. So if I feel any type of jealousy towards someone, which, of course, right away I'll wipe out because I'm like, what am I jealous of? And I have to have a conversation with myself. But the minute I feel that, then I'm like, oh, that person's special.
1: They're very talented. That makes me feel so good because you are like such a like meme queen and you like are such like one of the first like people who created like the sickest meme pages. And I like from the very beginning you were one that I followed and I never even thought that I could write a tweet. So like to have you say you like them means a lot to me. So yeah, people follow me at Being Burned and listen to Violet's episode on Burning in Hell. She was so open, so honest, so vulnerable. Um B-E-R-N, where I talk to people about their demons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. So check out her tweets, check out her Instagram. Uh, DM her if you have any questions for her and then check out her podcast and our episode together, which is on today. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> okay, well, you guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Tired to Be Crazy. I'll see you again next week. I love you guys and take care of your mental health and, uh, you know, um, pray for me that someone will love me. I'm <laughs> That uh, I finally have a boyfriend. Pray for me. I'm kidding.
1: Oh, you don't need it. Bye. I don't need
0: it. Pray for me regardless.